The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Donald Trump is probably the most talked about person on the planet. The leader of the free world had a colourful path to becoming president of the United States and a turbulent time in office so far. In this episode, we take a look at a young Donald Trump, his family, his business and celebrity career, and with a presidential election coming up in November, his politics. Squiz Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. Let's start, of course, with those key biographical details. Claire, Donald Trump was born in Queens, New York in 1946. That means he's 74 years old. Tell us a bit about his family. Donald Trump is the son of prominent real estate developer Fred Trump and his Scottish-born wife, Mary. Fred made his fortune by building affordable housing for middle-income families along the east coast of America during and after World War II. As for siblings, Trump is the fourth of five kids. He has Marianne, Fred Jr., Elizabeth and Robert as brothers and sisters. It's said Donald Trump misbehaved at school, so reports are his father sent him to a military academy when he was 13 to to straighten him out. He'd been acting up and his father sent him to that military school in the hope that the discipline of the school would channel his energy in a positive manner, is what the quote is. Trump has talked up his athletic feats from that time, and in his senior year, he was voted ladies' man because of his popularity. Probably not an award they're giving out anymore, I'd say. I wouldn't have thought so. (laughs) Trump went on to study economics at university and then started his career working for his dad's company. We'll get into that in a bit more detail in the next segment. First, let's whip through the rest of Trump's family. He was married, Claire, in 1977. He's been married three times. His first marriage in 77 was to Czech model Ivana Zelnikova, and they had three kids together, Donald Jr., Ivanka and Eric. The couple divorced in 1991 after Trump had an affair with actress Marla Marples. And, of course, we hear a bit about the Trump children in the news, especially Ivanka, who's a senior advisor at the White House. Back to marriages, though, Trump, in fact, then married Marla Maples. Yes, and they had one child together, Tiffany. They divorced, though, in 1999. And in 2005, Trump married Slovenian model Melania Naus. She's now the first lady. They have one son together, Baron, who's 14 years old. And given they've been together for 20 years or so, they've been married for 15 odd years. That's Trump's longest marriage. A few final tidbits on Trump's personality before we move on to his career. Like Joe Biden, he doesn't drink. His brother, Fred Jr., died when he was 43 and had issues with alcohol. And he said that his tragic end is a reminder of how life can go. So he stayed off the grog, but he's fairly fast and loose when it comes to junk food. He also doesn't sleep a whole lot and he doesn't exercise, although he's quite partial to a game of golf. Not only does he like a hit, he owns a number of golf courses as well. Let's now take a look at his career up to politics. As we touched on earlier, Trump started his career working for his father's real estate company. He became president of that company, Claire, quite quickly. 
Yeah, he was only in his mid-20s when he took over the running of that big real estate business, and it wasn't before long that he renamed it the Trump Organization. He expanded the company's operations from Queens and Brooklyn to Manhattan, where he really made a name for himself and built and renovated skyscrapers and hotels, and he then went on to build casinos and golf courses. The Trump Tower is quite a famous building on Fifth Avenue, of course, and there are many more like it now around the world. Outwardly, Trump appears a very successful businessman, Claire, though there are some question marks. There's been long speculation about the true extent of Trump's wealth, like decades-long speculation. Mm. But, of course, he's entered the political realm and there's been a lot of investigation into his wealth since then. Trump often says that he started his career with a small loan of $1 million from his father and that he had to pay it back with interest, but many reports have disputed that. And his business dealings haven't just been in real estate. He's also really lent into using the Trump brand across a number of other ventures. There was Trump Vodka, a Trump Airline, Trump Casinos. There was even a Trump University. Some of those ventures worked, many didn't, but some like Trump University, which was a real estate training program in essence, it ran from 2005 to 2010, actually did damage to the Trump brand when it was investigated for illegal business practices. And in and amongst all of this, of course, Trump owned and produced beauty pageants. So we're talking the likes of Miss Universe, Miss USA. Showbiz is really where he came to the attention of the American public. And that's because he was the host of The Apprentice, Mm. which for those who have been living under a rock for the last 20 years and don't know it, it's a reality TV show where contestants compete to win a one-year job in the Trump organisation. He hosted that show for 14 years, Claire, really was how he became sort of a global name. He's an established businessman at this point. He's a tabloid celebrity. What was his reputation like at the time? Putting it nicely, he's a prominent man about town in New York's Manhattan. Putting it less delicately, though, he's been accused of being a boorish misogynist. Some evidence from that time also surfaced during his presidency, unveiling a rather poor attitude towards women. And worse, there's been accusations of rape. So I guess the question is, how did he go from that to president? Big question. It is. Well, Trump had a a long interest in politics. In the 80s and 90s, he spoke about running for president, but it wasn't until the early 2000s when his book, The America We Deserve, was published and things really started to get serious on that front from there. And then, of course, there was his policy platform. And like we did in our Joe Biden shortcut, let's have a look now at Trump's politics, but also his cornerstone policies. Starting with Trump's politics, Claire, he dabbled with a few different parties before settling on joining the Republicans. Within that, where does Donald Trump sit on the political spectrum? At the start of the 2000s, he held socially liberal and economically conservative political views, he said, but those views have really gone more towards the right wing of politics in that lead up to the election and during his time in office. Many may recall the result of the US election in 2016 when he ran against Hillary Clinton. It was somewhat of a shock to the media. The polls certainly got it wrong. It was under the banner of Make America Great Again that got Donald Trump over the line. 
It was as much a political agenda as it was a call to Americans who felt that the country was drifting and it galvanised support for Trump around the positions that the US had given away too much in jobs to countries like China, that it was doing bad deals on the international front like the Paris Climate Agreement and that basically America and Americans weren't being put first. He also promised tax cuts, a border war with Mexico, cracking down on immigration, getting American manufacturing up and running again, and a whole lot more. He seemed to appeal to parts of America also, Claire, with an anti-establishment agenda. Yeah, and it was really part of Trump's campaign narrative that he positioned himself as an outsider. He claimed that Washington was corrupt and that he would drain the swamp. He also took on the press, claiming that much of them were reporting fake news. And you remember also that the White House in the early days had their version of alternative facts. So they went to war with the media very early on. And he's been president for more than three years now, not without controversy. He's picked fights with domestic friends and foes and also internationally. He became the third US president to be impeached by the House of Representatives. He's famously impatient with meetings and with briefings and he's really tweeted his way through that first bit of time in office. Many, many, many tweets, but there (laughs) are those who who are less critical of Trump. They say he's done what he said he would. And look, he's got many of the troops home from far-flung conflicts, as he promised. He sought and got better trade deals for American exporters. And until the coronavirus crisis, the US economy was ticking along quite nicely. Coronavirus, that word, it's naturally a big feature of the presidential campaign so far. Let's have a look now at how Trump's handled this global pandemic and what people are saying his chances of a win come November are. Coronavirus, Claire, has meant that campaigning the way Donald Trump did in 2016 is sort of off the cards. Certainly to date, it has been. And in the lead up to the 2016 election, Trump's campaign was relentless and loud. Always the showman at heart and with an eye for what makes really good television, Trump was effective at holding very big rallies where commentators were aghast at the things that he would say, Mm. getting more and more outrageous. His supporters, however, absolutely loved it. So those big rallies and the like won't really be possible this time around given social distancing restrictions. Well, we'll see. Trump certainly has been keen to get the campaign back on the road and Mm. he's already been criticised for ignoring the health advice and planning big rallies that would put people in close proximity to each other. So what about Trump's handling of the coronavirus crisis so far? That's obviously been in sharp focus. The way he's handled the coronavirus has been basically the way he's handled so many other tense situations. He doesn't necessarily adhere to the advice of the experts and he's gone after those who he holds responsible and in this case that's China and the World Health Organisation. But with the US in the worst situation in the world when it comes to the number of coronavirus cases and deaths and with the economy that's now under extreme pressure from those health restrictions, he's also facing a lot of scrutiny. And then in and amongst all of this, of course, there's been the unrest over racial inequality following the death of George Floyd at the hands of police. Where's Trump been on that? Well, he stood firm with authorities and in that stoush he says that he won't turn his back on the work that police do to keep communities safe. That's really angered civil rights and Black Lives Matters activists, but commentators say that they're unlikely to vote for him anyway and this is an election year after all. 
And to that very tough question, it's a, a difficult one to answer given the polls got it pretty wrong in 2016. What are people saying about the likelihood of Trump winning come November? So far, Joe Biden has the lead on Donald Trump in the polls, but there's an interesting metric that could become very important as we get towards the end of the year, and that's the handling of the economy. On that measure, Trump leads. Mm. But as you say, polls got it so very wrong last time, and there's little surprise that there's scepticism at the moment about what the polls are saying now. And that's why we're not in the business of trying to <laughs> crystal ball this stuff. <laughs> Stay away from that. <laughs> yeah. That's your shortcut to Donald Trump onto our recommendations. I've included in our recommendations today, Claire, a Barbara Walters interview with Donald Trump and Melania Trump. It was done before he was elected and Barbara asks all the juicy questions. She asks Melania whether she had concerns that Donald Trump had been married before, whether their marriage is one of equals about her husband's remarks about women. She really doesn't hold back. I've got a tracker from the Washington Post. That media outlet is one of those that Donald Trump absolutely hates. But this tracker keeps account of the false and misleading things it says that Donald Trump has said in his 1,200-odd days in office. It's a long list and it's a really interesting read. And as always, all those links will be in your episode notes. We have many, many other Squish Shortcuts for you to have a listen to. On the US theme, there's one on the US-China trade war and one on the US and Iran. Last week, we put out a shortcut on Joe Biden, who's the man taking on Trump in November's election, of course. Find those by searching for Squeeze Shortcuts in your preferred podcast app or on our website. Until next week. Listener.